Welcome to Word of God Broadcast with Pastor Opie Swells from Multitudes Church in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Our prayer is that your heart would be like moistened soil, ready to receive the seed from God's Holy Word. Now, today's message. Well, mainly one scripture with you this morning. But before I do, I've got to, i got to pray, and I want you to pray. I want you to pray for me. This is the most uh, opposed time of your week right now. What's about to be said, what's about to happen. In this building, from this book that I will read from my mouth, this is the most miserable time for the devil because... You are about to receive the Word of God, and there's a chance to him. He he wants there to be no chance, but there's a chance that you could actually hear something today and not only leave and it change your life, but it could change somebody else, even an 11-year-old child or parents. And so knowing that this is critical, this is more important than you getting somewhere early and getting the first parking space, or anything else, you've got to understand that the devil opposes this. He opposes church. He opposes the saints gathering together as we see the day approaching. And so we're going to pray about this. And I need for everybody to make sure that you listen today and open your heart like this is the last time we'll be able to have service like this. Because if the trumpet sounds, there'll be no more services like that in here. There might be some something that resembles what used to look like church to somebody, but it won't be what it is right now. Or this will turn into a bar, or it'll be torched or burned or something like that. I don't know what the tribulation holds because I won't be here. So I want you to understand as we pray that the devil's going to fight you to make sure you check the bright screen on your phone as it lights up, that you tell your family member or friend, I'm taking a minute or two on purpose, something that's not eternal, that doesn't matter, just, or or you remember something you forgot to do and you jot it down, all of those things are going to happen right now. I'm not ignorant of the spirit. I'm not ignorant of the time that that I'm in right now. So I'm I'm telling you, you've got to fight for your faith right now because this is the thing, everybody look at me. This is the thing that will dismantle the devil in your life. Not coming and sitting here, but becoming a hearer and a doer of the Word of God. And there's only only one way that'll happen. If if, if there's a preacher sent to, to do that, and God sent me to do that, that's the only thing that will disarm Satan is the Word of God through the power of the Holy Ghost. Does anybody need that and want that today? I do. I got to have it. I've got to have it. So let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for the word. We thank you, Lord, that you didn't withhold it from us. You didn't lock it up in a cave somewhere, Lord, in the Middle East. But, Lord, it's available. Hallelujah. You sow it into our hearts, Lord. God, you reveal it to us, Lord, through your servants, through your prophet, through prayer. Lord, you do that, God, and we're blessed by it. And I pray today, Lord, that as your word goes forth, 
that God, the manifestations that have occurred countless times just at the delivering of your word, Lord, would follow, Lord. Miracles, signs and wonders, whatever you see fit, God, that you would want to do to glorify yourself in this service. Let it happen. Holy Ghost, I pray that I would be emptied out of everything that involves me as a human. Lord, supernaturally, you would fill this vessel. Hallelujah. And you would, you would take over me, God. You would speak. What would come out of my lips would be as the oracles of God. And we would hear, Lord, and we would be transformed even right now by the renewing of our minds. Lord, what we were thinking when we walked in, oh, God, let it be put asunder by what we hear in our hearts and in our spirit. And Father, have your way. I rebuke, rebuke, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, of anything you would do to anybody, to their mind or even their bodies, and bless everyone online right now that would hear the truth of your holy word. In Christ's name we all pray, amen. If you want to turn to Acts chapter 4, you can. And while you were turning there, I want to go back and just talk about Acts chapter 3 for a moment. We just witnessed the outpouring of the Holy Ghost because 120 people out of thousands of people did what the Lord said to do. You know, I'm learning as we get closer to the sound of the trumpet that after the the loaves and the fish are gone. After the miracles seem to not be occurring anymore, after the walking of the water is no longer, or the water turned in, after all of that's gone, and thousands of pe even dead people being raised, there will still be a remnant that will do what God said, and they won't ask questions. There's 120 people that did that out of thousands of people that saw miracles, ate, ate miraculous supernatural food that Jesus himself had provided. And there was this group that met in a room, and he said, go wait, just wait. There's a promise that was made that will be given to what will be called the church and it will empower the church. And not just then, this is important, not just on that day, but Peter would say that this power, this anointing, this fire, this boldness, this supernatural courage is as far as many as is afar off. That's you and me. And he said that it won't be limited. You'll read this in, in these passages here. It won't be limited to one group or one race or one nation. It's going to be for everybody. And so this had happened, and the Holy Ghost fell, and there fell on them like fire on their tongues, and they disbanded because they, they just couldn't contain it anymore. They had to go, just like the Lord said they would. 
And people that were in a global summit heard this happen. They heard it happen. They saw it, but they heard men speaking in their own native tongue. All over the world at that time, they were gathered. And, and, and that alone is a miracle. That had to be orchestrated by God, amen? They, they wasn't just... It wasn't over in Turkey, or they wasn't down in Egypt, but they were where the Lord knew that he would send his promise. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. They were at the place God had told 120 people, y'all just go do what I said, and I'll do what I said. And they were there. These people heard these people, and... They said, we hear men glorifying and giving praise to Almighty God and talking about his wonderful works. And right after that happened, Peter and John went up to the temple. And you know the story goes all the way back to kids' church when we talked about Peter and John went to pray, a lame man they met on their way. And you know the song says pretty much what the scripture says. He asked for alms, but they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. And you know that he went walking and leaping in Jesus' name. And then they were located, found located at what was called Solomon's Porch in a crowd because they knew the man was over 40 years of age. A crowd gathered there because of the miracle. They knew that could not be disputed. They watched this man beg his whole life, and now he's whole, and he could be a marathon runner for all practical purposes. And so they came, and that's why I pray, God, confirm your word today with miracles today. Confirm it. God, you're not slack concerning your ways. You don't have to prove anything, but you have no problem confirming your word, and I know that to be the truth. And so these people were gathered, and so Peter, he says, oh, he told us to go. We were baptized with fire on our tongues, not just to speak in an unknown tongue, but to declare the goodness of God, and he began to preach to these people. And as Peter began to preach and tell these people how they had crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. About that time, the captain of the temple, along with the Sadducees and the priests, they all showed up. And Peter wasn't intimidated by that, mind you. He didn't back down because of mandates or requirements. Oh, he started preaching. Y'all coming too? Oh, well, I'm going to preach to you. He started preaching to them. And so... All of this was happening, and then we get to verse, four, verse 13 of chapter 4. And when they, the priests, the Sadducees, and the captain, saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled, and they realized that they had actually been with Jesus. You've either been with Jesus, church, or you've been with the world. 
You can only be led by the Holy Spirit through God's Word. And the Holy Spirit dealing with you. Or you are led and you follow, you follow an unholy evil spirit. I want to tell you, just tagging last week, people can crutch on all kinds of things, and they do. I will say something about that in just a moment again. But you're either led by a Holy Spirit or an unholy spirit. You want to do a quick self-check test? Let's do it right now. Are the things you are doing either outwardly, and I'm going to say inwardly, is that something that a Holy Spirit would do? Or is that something that an unholy, you don't like the word evil, but an evil spirit would do? Think. You know what's on your mind. You know what you do. So you're only led by one or two. You can cry Catholicism and, and say, well, I'm middle of the road, happy place. No such thing. Holy Spirit, can everybody hear the preacher this morning? I need to hear everybody say amen if you can not just hear me audibly, but you hear me. Can everybody hear the preacher right now? Amen. You need to leave if you're not, if you are not focused. You're not here to observe. I'm not here to give a dissertation. Are we all clear on this? This might be the last message I preach. Do you understand that? This could be the last thing that God himself allows you to hear before he turns you over to a reprobate mind. Do I make myself clear on behalf of the Holy Ghost? You need to listen with all of your life right now. You're led by Holy Spirit. You're led by an unholy, evil spirit. You can't shrug it off. You can't ignore it. You can't say, well, I don't feel, I don't believe it that way. That will not dismiss it. So, you're either accused of being with Jesus or you're accused with being with the world. What does it look like? What does the world look like right now? I heard Pastor Jimmy say this week, he actually quoted 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And when I heard it, this is what I'm preaching partly this week. He used the Amplified Bible. I never used the Amplified Bible. I don't really have anything that I know of against it. But when I was a little boy watching my mama study, she had an Amplified Bible. I remember what the cover looked. It was burgundy with a, a gold-looking cross on the front. I remember what the Amplified Bible looked like. But this reading from the Amplified Bible is what the world looks like. But understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great distress or stress and trouble will come. Difficult days that will be hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self, narcissistic, self-focused, 
lovers of money, impelled by greed, boasters, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane, and they will be unloving, devoid of natural human affection, calloused and inhumane, irreconcilable, malicious gossip, devoid of self-control, intemperate, immoral, brute, haters of good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding a form of outward godliness, religion, although they have denied its power, for their conduct nullifies their claim to faith. Avoid such people and keep far away from them. It sounds to me that the world right now that you will either be accused of following, having been with them, or been with Jesus, it sounds like this world right now sounds to me a lot like a dog. You know, after all, when you think about a dog, it's pretty bad, folks. Let's, let's do another test. Are y'all up for another just a quick test right quick? When you tell somebody that somebody has lied, you said they lied like what? Lied like a dog. He lied like a dog. In fact, when somebody's running from God or they run from church, or when somebody's scared, you say, he ran like what? He ran like a dog. Dogs give fleas. Lying, running, cursing, fornicating. We're told, folks, in the Bible to beware of dogs. Philippians, don't believe me, do you? Well, let's look at the Bible. I'm not going to tell you my opinion today. Philippians 3, 2. Beware of what? Okay, I hate when preachers do this on TV and I tell Andrew, beware of what? See, I don't need, let me make it clear, okay? I don't want nobody, if you're visiting online, I don't want it to seem like I'm begging for an amen. All of heaven is amen in me right now. I got a great cloud of witnesses, my mama that I just referred to. I believe she's in that cloud. She's amen in me right now, along with Bo and Pat and LT and Bill and all a bunch of, and Linda Care, a lot of other people. So I don't need to amen, but what I do need to know before I leave this pulpit is to know that you were listening today. So Philippians chapter 3, verse 2 says, Beware of what? Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilations. Let, let me just do this real quick. Beware of dogs. Not the kind that you think, but the kind that's in that world listed in 2 Timothy 3. 
Now, the problem with dogs, I'm trying to win them. I'm trying to be salt and light. You know, we'll come up with all kind of things. Well, I, I'm, I'm around them, but they don't influence me. Okay, then let's try this. Another test, number three. Do you influence them? Well, they did see me wear a multitude shirt one time. Amen? Okay, I'm going to repeat something again. I'm not trying to be funny today. I don't need for you to amen me. I need you to amen yourself that you are listening so God will know you are focused. Amen, church? I'm fighting for your life. I'm going to break it down before I do what I was about to do. I counted. I know of over a dozen families right now in this church that need the hand of God to deliver situations. They need physical deliverance. They need some kind of bondage. I know I'm the pastor of this church. I'm the shepherd of this flock. I know of other people that are about to do something detrimental to their own lives if the Holy Ghost does not move in this church. I don't need to come up here and give you another speech and you just say, preacher, that was good. I need the power of God to fall in this place today. I need for you to know I'm fighting for people right now that don't even know. Teenagers that's about to make irreversible mistakes, families that are about to make irreversible people are about to make job-related decisions or physical-related decisions or people that are about to lose their mind. I'm not going back down all these roads again for time's sake, but I'm telling you, I'm right in the middle of spiritual warfare. I can't play games today, church. Amen? Okay, thank you. Praise God. And the very people that's not moved by anything today is your world, God forbid, will be flipped upside down like about 15 families are, and you'll call me crying next week, but you did not have enough about you to listen to the Word of God. I'm crying for your soul today because it might be good today, but you might be under the ditch next week. You need some meat to carry out of this place so you'll know what to do. Amen, church. Amen. That's what you need to do. And the problem is, the problem is that when you think it's all right and you run with the world, you entertain the world, you forget the world is what the Bible terms beware of. Beware of dogs because dogs have fleas. Like, uh, for one thing, you hang around some dogs and they'll talk you into running from God. They'll talk you into running from church. That's why I quit going to church. They'll talk you, quit going. I don't like it. It seems like every week. I've heard this before, by the way. It seems like all we do, we get beat over the head. Oh, he beats us over the head every week. Look, if I'm not living right, beat me over the head, okay? Beat me over the head. So if you hang around dogs, you're going to get a flea of running if you're not built up on your most holy faith. But then if you hang around some other dogs, they'll tell you, well, 
it's all right. There's nothing wrong with wondering eyes. God knows that. You ready for some Jesus church? Jesus said, listen, the law says you shall not commit adultery. I'm quoting right now. He said, you shall not commit adultery. He said, but I say, whosoever looketh at a woman, if you look at another person, and now I've got to be very clear. I'm going to be very clear today. If you look with lust in your heart at another woman or another man or a child with lust, Jesus said, you've already committed adultery in your heart. That's what Jesus said. If you hang around dogs, you better watch out because there's a lust flea out there. Not only that, there's also a, a lying flea on, on some dogs. They might look pretty and all that. You know, we used to have a dog. I loved him to death. His name was Tukey. Uh, he was a beautiful Dalmatian and all that, but he got fleas. He still had fleas. You know why? Because he was a dog. And if you hang around lying people, let me, be, let me stop and be clear. There's a lot of Christians, okay. No, there's a lot of people that profess and think they're Christians are okay with lying on a regular basis. You may not know any, but I know bunches of them. Bunches of them. A lie is any act of, of deception. That's what a lie is. If your attempt is to just steer somebody from the truth, well, I didn't really lie. You steered them away from the truth. That's a lie in the eyes of God. You know that lying, can I just say this? Do you know that lying is one of the few things? There wasn't a, Jesus didn't go down the whole list. But lying is one of the things that he, more than one time, over and over again, he was very specific on all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. There'll be a lot of people smoldering in hell for all eternity that were faithful in church every week, but they gave themselves permission to lie because they hung around the dogs of the world that condone lying, and that's how they communicated with them. Hey, I'm not preaching popular today. I can promise you that. But I'm preaching the Word of God, and I'm going to lay my head down, and I'm going to sleep tonight. Because I'm tired of it seeming like that the misery in this church is outweighing the miracles of this church. And as long as there's breath in my body, I'm drawing a line in the sand today, friend. God's going to move in this church. God's going to move. There might be 12 out of 120, but God has promised me he's going to move through the power of the Holy Ghost in this church. There's another kind of dog you got to watch out for, too. It's it, 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 a dog that carries the me fleas. Everything in this world is about me. Everything is about me. And I know that I'm riding this horse to death, but it's a problem in the body of Christ. It's called social media. It's called a cell phone. Hey, if you want to know what's fun, I wish I could give everybody five seconds to stand beside me when I make that statement. 
No, 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 no. Don't laugh. I'm being serious. So you could feel the spiritual resistance in this room. I'm not lying to you. I know. I'm not wrestling with flesh and blood in here today. There's a devil that detests that I woke up and brought my Bible to church today. But I said, God, if you'll get me there, I'll deliver the mail and I'll do what you told me to do. So you got to watch out. I'm going to give you another Bible verse. Is that all right, church? Jesus said, if you love me, this is where it's going to reveal every, uh, a lot of people. If you love me, you will deny yourself and you will pick up your cross and you will follow me. You want victory in your life? You want deliverance in your life? You start showing all of social media the cross of Jesus Christ. You give people Jesus and you watch. They may blast you or censor you to death, but you watch what God does for you because, again, you'll be building yourself up on your most holy faith. See, if you build yourself up on you, all you're going to get is more of you from fake people on the Internet telling you that. The Word says, here we go again, the Word says, Lynn, hoping for nothing. The world, hey, the world does the opposite of that. They, they Lynn, hoping they're going to get same thing in exchange. So they're going to give you a good compliment, hoping you'll give them a good like, share, a star, a heart next time they post something. I know, I know, this is the stuff that people hate. They won't tell me to my face. But the, spirit, the Holy Ghost does not lie, y'all. That's why I want every person in here filled with the Holy Ghost so you can detect when the Spirit resists you. You can't get it by sitting in a green chair. There's a lot of tension in here today. But I, I, I told the devil, look, if they stay, I'm going to preach the whole message today. And I'm preaching, and if them dogs don't move, I'm going to show you every flea that's on them. And the devil just wants you to live defeated. That's why he will put you around dogs. That's why I tell you, last week, when we talked about two weeks ago about prophesying, you got to be careful hanging around negative people or reading negative posts. I ain't getting off of that. You've you, you got to watch out because the devil, what does the, uh, the devil start with the letter what? D, doubt. Starts with the letter what? Everything in your life is filled with doubt when you are around another D, a dog that tells you, look, I don't believe that. That's stuff. These denominations built off of trashing the miracles and the power of the Holy Ghost. I mean, million-member denominations that say that the power of God is not real anymore. That was just for the old days to get the church started. That's a lie from hell. If we needed the power of the Holy Ghost 2,000 years ago, you don't think we don't need the Holy Ghost today? I am sorry, friend. We need to be filled over and over with the Holy Ghost. Not this redefined stuff. And so they built a whole denomination of putting doubt into people. When you hang around people, when you talk to people that are not godly minded, their life will 
pour over into you and you'll doubt everything. You'll doubt that God can do anything. You won't even pray that God will do things because you doubt, doubt, doubt. You got to watch out for the dogs because there's a dog somewhere that's got a flea of doubt and the devil just wants you to just get a hold of it. And that way you won't have to pray him away when he comes to your house, when he tries to rattle your cage. When he, I'm sorry, guys, on the camera. I know he's shorthanded today, and I'm sorry. If people can hear, that's all I care about today. So listen to me. I want you to know. That's why you've got to know. You've got to know the Lord. You've got to know him in the power of his might because the devil, he wants to kill. He wants to steal. He wants to destroy. He wants to do all these things because you were made by the hand of God in the image of God. And for that reason alone, he hates you. He hates every sinner. He hates every atheist out there. That's why he's trying to make people doubt so they can spend an eternity in a hell just to try to show God up. But he's not going to do it as long as we will listen to his word and we will live in the holiness that God has told us we got to live in, we got to walk in, and we've got to pray in because that's what sets us free is when we walk in the word, church. And so you got to stay away from these dogs that don't have anything but fleas. And another flea is the flea of being lazy. If social media don't do me in today, this one right here is about to. I'm telling you, this right here, this right here is about to put a nail in my coffin. Because I, I, I witness this weekly. Daily, almost. I, I, I witness this. I'm about to say something that, that I just want to preface first. You're going to get upset. Okay? You're going to get upset. But I'm going to add to that preface. I want you to know, you can say whatever you want to about me, but you are not getting upset with me. You are getting upset with the Holy Ghost that's got conviction going all over this place and that through that camera right now. So you can put my name on your, your anger if you want to, but I've done settled it on my knees, friend. I don't care. Leave, take tithes, money, talk about me, post, misquote me. I don't care. I'm going to burn up for Jesus until it's time for this flame to be gone. So here we go. Here we go. If you do more for yourself, if you do more for your family, if you do more for your employer, if you do more for somebody else than you do for God physically, You've been around a dog somewhere, you don't realize you've got an embedded flea of laziness in you. Here I go. People, I, I can't, thank you, thank you, thank you. If, if, if you give more at work, if you give more at school, on a court, on a field, on a track, through a crop, on anything, I don't care. I'm talking to everybody today. You give more on your, listen, than you do for building the kingdom of God. What did I just say when I tore that flea up a while ago? I said, look, Jesus said, it's not about me. It's about crucifying your flesh, 
picking up your cross and following me, talking about himself. If you are not living in an uncomfortable, in people's eyes, unconvenient way, you better go and you better fall on your face for God because you've got a flea embedded into you. If you used to serve God and do more at a heavier time than you do right now, you know, and this is happening all over the world. I think it's strange that I hear pastors that pastor tens of thousands of people say almost verbatim what I'm saying right now. It tells you there's a spirit of anti-Christ. If you do more for yourself or your family or your employer or anybody, any other thing than you do, you need to understand what that term anti-Christ is. You are doing things with a lot more passion, vigor, and zeal, and it is anti the cross of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the spirit of Antichrist is already here, and it's been around for thousands of years. You've got to wake up, church. You've got to wake up online, and you've got to understand that the laziness is what's killing a lot of ministries from exploding right now all over the planet. People, and I'm going to tell you, I know what's happening, but listen to me. People have this unspoken mentality. Well, I'm saved, and I'm on my way to heaven. And that tells you right then, thank you, Holy Ghost. That tells you right there you have a me problem. You know why? Because you are still focusing on you and not the Great Commission. You and I probably would have been not one of the 120 people. We had walked away with our full bellies and posting about the miracle. Oh, don't you see that dead man? Did you see that? Did you know Peter walked on the water? Did you know that little man, his, his little girl come back to life? All of those things. We've got to understand. You know your biggest battle and my biggest battle is your flesh. Your, your, your flesh. Your flesh. You know your flesh calls the shots, don't you? God help me get back where I need to be. Uh, your flesh calls the shots. And this is why... There's a lot of lazy. We talk about this all the time. Talk about at home or talk about at work. The dirty dozen. Now, I don't, I don't mean exactly 12. It, it's a figure of speech. Seems like the same people do the same. They do everything. You got that right, Jack. It sure does. Do you think we want to do everything? No. But we love Jesus. We're not going to punish the Great Commission, and we're not going to punish the cause of Christ. And here's the deal. I'm getting back where I, I got to get to them dogs. They're barking like crazy over there. But listen to me. Here's the deal. God is not asking, nor is this church or any other church, not asking people for what they can't do. I'm going to say this, not putting Billy or Zoe or Eric or Nicky or nobody else in the youth center on, 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 the, on the spot because this is actually a praise report. This is one little thing. And then I'm going I'm to I'm use Eric again because I can't. He's Jesus, and he'll never get mad at me. And then I'm going to use Joe, too. He's my brother-in-law. He better not get mad at me. All right. But just one little thing. You know, I, I spent a lot of time talking about holy grounds a while ago. Well, now, Zoe, and, and they, they helped out, but there's a difference between helping out 
and then just say, hey, look, don't worry about that. We'll take over that. And Billy told me the other day we were talking in the grocery store. Because, look, let me tell you something for free. If you don't talk to nobody else, you better make sure you take time to talk to the bread man or the sweet tooth man. On the same aisle. But this is what they did. They just said, listen, we're going to take this. We'll, we'll, we'll just handle it. Move on to something else. That's, that's something that instead of everybody having to do, they just said we'd do and Nicky and them, they, they move on to something else. Same thing Sunday morning. Ed's praying at 9.15. Joe and Eric are helping me out with the offer now. My point, my point, my point is people don't want to do everything. We don't want to do everything. But folks, lazy fleas is killing the body of Christ. And people got to shake your head. You got to scratch that joker and get him off of you. So, oh, man, hey, uh-uh, where's it at? Uh-uh, Where, where'd you go? I ain't through with that. No, I ain't right here. Uh-uh. And what, what will kill you and make you mad as fire? I'm, I'm going to say it, and God anoint it, is people will tell you what they can't do in this church, and they kill themselves out in this world for godless, non-eternal things. I don't want to hear it no more. I am not the compassionate preacher when it comes to nonsense. I just had to say that. Okay, dog, where are you? And another thing, you got to watch out. If you hang around certain dogs, They'll throw them peer pressure. This is not just for students, by the way. We have, a, we have a, an adult problem as much as we ever have a, a, a teen problem. If you hang around certain dogs, you're going to be pressured in to doing things that's just not right, that's not biblical. You'll fudge, you'll look the other way, and then you get used to it. And that's why you have to watch out for your circle because your circle is not heavenly minded, but your circle is, is carnally minded. And the carnally minded, the Bible says, is enmity against God. And certain dogs, again, a lot of them are in the form of electronics. They have, oh, we've seen this and now. They have um, bad fear fleas. Bad fear fleas. That's what it's about. God has not given us the spirit of what? Uh-uh. No, sir. Uh-uh. I'm not, not going to stop and do this every time. Church, God has not given us the spirit of what? Fear. But of power and of love. Salma, if my pickup was out there right now, you'd see my mama's handwriting on a little note above my visor. It says, God's not given us the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. There's a lot more to that, but I just want to tell you, whatever dog you around, you got to watch out because there's fear waiting. You're scared. You ought to be sick and tired of being fearful after the past two years. I know I am, and I know I'm tired of hearing people that are afraid. However, however, I want you to also understand this, that you become fearful because of the dog. Beware of the dog, Paul said again. Beware. Cut your TV off. Cut your phone off. If it's going to influence you enough 
to embed fear in you, hey, if your eye offends you, the Bible says, pluck it out. It's better for you to enter to heaven maimed or with one limb or one, than to die and go to hell. But you are chock full of fear. Get away from them dogs. Cut them off. Get rid of them. Unplug them. Let the battery die because you're fighting for your life. Get rid of fear. Perfect love, the Bible says. Cast out all fear. And then there's, there's another. Sorry. Called worry. They're, they're, same dog, same dog. Worry, worry, worry. Worry's kin to anxiety. Y'all know that, don't you? Same, same litter. Worry, anxiety, fear. You know that. This is why you have to set your mind on things above. If you set your mind on a TV or on a computer or on a phone, that's not above if it's not telling you the things of God. God's trying to deliver people today. I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to seem angry. But I've got so much passion to see the power of God deliver this church. I don't even know what to do but what I'm doing right now. To just to prophesy and say what thus saith the Lord. See, I've done, I've done all kind of funerals. I've done everything from suicide funerals to wrecks. I've done cancer funerals. I've done people that just, they didn't know what else to do. I, I've done all those things. And there is nothing fun or exciting about it. I'd rather preach the truth even when people don't like it, but know that the power of God and the truth of God is able to set the captive free than to do another funeral where people are held captive all because of dogs. So you got to watch out because worry, worry. Hey, if he so clothed the grass today, which is beautiful and then it's thrown in the oven tomorrow, if he feeds the sparrow, if he does all, don't you know he's able to take care of everything about you? When you worry, when you worry, it's because you've petted a dog or you've let one in. You got to be careful, church. The devil's serious about killing you. And then again, you got one more. These are not in any special order. But you got to watch out because if you're around negative people, and the devil is very clever when it comes to this right here. Because what it does, it, 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 it doesn't mean that people's situations are not valid, they're not serious, they're not important. But what he will do, he will cause you to feel, and this is a spirit, by the way, he will cause you to feel like you are the victim all the time. People will go all the way back, down through the years, and again, this is not to discount or discredit what happened to people growing up or what even people that were mistreated like when the Jews 
suffered the Holocaust and all that, all of those things were bad. They still are. When people fight everything from racism uh, on all sides, I might add, to uh, all kinds of persecution. You've got to watch out because there's a fine line in all that happening to all of us and you letting the devil throw a flea on you of you the victim because what that does, that makes you take and start walking around poor, pitiful, woe is me instead of walking around saying, but my God is bigger than that. My God's greater than that. My God's mightier than that. I am not the tail, but I'm the head with the head taking care of me is what God says he would do. And there is no weapon all time or right now during this time that is formed against me that can prosper or prevail. And you've got to watch out because if he can put that spirit on you, then all those other fleas, like the one of depression or worry or anxiety, they say, well, oh, boy, we found this thing swept and garnished. Let's move on in too. You've got to be careful, church. I'm trying to finish, believe it or not. What's the definition of a dog? A dog, uh, that, that Greek word is almost like coon, like a coon dog is what the word dog means. And that just means uh, either a dog or a man of uh, impure mind or an impudent man. You know what the psalmist said in Psalm 22? For dogs have surrounded me, the congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. This is Jesus, okay? It's Psalms, but it's Jesus. I'll prove it to you with this next line. They pierced my hands and my feet. The dogs, Jesus said, dogs have surrounded me. That's people that were up to no good. Matthew 7, he said, do not give what is holy to the dogs. Do not cast your pearl before swine. I got to stop right there. That's your testimony. You think you can hang around people and still go do all these worldly things, but you're not going to give in and all that? That scripture right there just blows that out of the water, friend. You can't do that. Darkness and light, the Bible says they don't have fellowship with one another, and you are casting your pearl before swine. This is Jesus. And he said, lest they trample them under feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Meaning, they'll say when something bad happens to you or you cave and give in some kind. Oh, I knew she wasn't a Christian. I knew he wasn't a Christian. I know that church really wasn't on fire, blah, blah, blah. Look at what they did. That's why you don't cast your pearl before swine. Bible says this, that sometimes you've got to just run, run from the dogs. Somebody did in the Bible. Now, all dogs don't look like a cyclops like that German shepherd does. I had to get Reggie to turn that Dalmatian that way. You know why? Because that Dalmatian almost looks crossbred with a cow. And I didn't want you to think, what's he got a cow? But right here, he looks like a Dalmatian. Again, what am I trying to tell you? Dogs can be beautiful. All of these dogs, 
the, the real species, they're beautiful dogs. But sometimes you got to run from the dogs. Teenager, here we go, by the name of Joseph, was caught one day with a dog. Potiphar's wife. Have I got all the adults' attention right now? Have I got all the youth, teenager, young adults' attention? He was called along. It was a dog, beautiful dog. She was the wife of Potiphar, his boss. And she said, nobody's here, nobody's going to know. I use it all the time because it's relevant all the time. Nobody's here, nobody's going to know. Come on. I want you to lie with me. And if somebody wants to think that other lie, that's fine. You know what I mean. I want you to lie with me. How can I do this to my God and my master? How can I do it? The Bible says he ran, ran so hard he left his coat there. He couldn't get away from that dog fast enough. She was beautiful. It would have probably, possibly never been detected or told, and maybe it could have secretly, privately went on, but he knew his God, his maker, his master, was watching, and there is no way, there's nothing about his flesh that was worth interfering with the walk that he and his God had. You've got to run sometimes. Even when your flesh says, wow, look at what I'm about to be able to take advantage of. James 4 and 7 tells you how to do it. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist. All right. I'm not asking for amen, but say resist, everybody. Resist. resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He will. He will want from you. Thank you. He will flee from you. Fleas might try to get on you, but you submit to God on your knees. You fall on your face. You meet me at 530 today. You go to praising God and worshiping God and reading the word of God and declaiming the promises of God. You watch that flee, flee from you in the name of Jesus. Submit, submit online, submit, submit. Don't submit your buddy. Don't submit to church. Not me, not my, not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh God, standing in the need of prayer. Submit to God. Resist stiff arm him. I don't know what they did it at the ball game Friday night. But look, you want to get somebody's attention, something worse than a tackle. And I love playing football before I got hurt. But there's one thing that I love, the most valuable play, because it's, it's like a dog marking this spot to me. When some joker tries to come up to you tackling, you, 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 I'm scoring. This is my, this is my me. And they stiff arm. I just think that's a wonderful thing in the world of football. Anyway. Submit yourselves to the Lord. Stiff arm the devil. Smear it in his face. You thought you were going to make me cast my pearl before swine. You thought you were going to destroy. You thought you were going to take my anointing away. Resist the devil and he will flee off of your back. He'll get away from you. The Bible says it. All right. That word just really means to set one's 
itself against, to withstand, to resist, to oppose, to set against. As determined as the devil is to make you sleep with her or him or do that, be lazy, be full of worry, be full of fear, give in to peer pressure, doubt. Listen, you set against him. No, you're not. I'm not falling into that. Maybe I have spent too many years being lazy or quiet or reserved, but no more. There's a lot of people that's been with Jesus, by the way. I want you to listen closely because you know these people. Mary Magdalene, it was no doubt whatsoever that she was full of the devil. Seven by way of counting through the scriptures. But Jesus cast the devils out. She had a reputation. All through town from that moment on, people knew that that Mary that used to be full of the devil, she'd been with Jesus. There's a woman called in adultery. Later on, didn't matter what all those people trying to stone her said, all those men, after that day, people knew she, she had been with Jesus. There was also a woman at the well. You know that woman. Jesus said, you've had five husbands, and the man you're living with now is not even your husband. She went, the Bible says, back and told the whole city you don't evangelize like that unless you've been with Jesus. You don't get that on fire for God unless you've been with Jesus. There's also a little man I can relate. His name was Zacchaeus. He wanted to see Jesus so bad. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior came that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, hallelujah, come down here because I'm going to your house today. How did people know he had been with Jesus, though, Opie? Because he said, I've been with Jesus, and if I've robbed anybody in the community, I'm paying them back fourfold. You know crooked people that are money-hungry don't speak that language. Only the power of a transforming Jesus can do that. Everybody in town knew Zacchaeus that probably used to pack his pockets. Little man with a big pocketbook had been with Jesus Christ because they ain't nobody ever give us back four times what they've robbed us of. People know when you've been with Jesus and people know when you just attended church. Amen, preacher. Not amen in me, by the way. Blind Bartimaeus. He was blind all his life. No doubt after that. Well, he just didn't take a lot of vitamins and herbs. He'd been with Jesus. People could literally see that. And then there was a man, stand with me if you will. There was a man in prison. He was so full of devils. In fact, he had, we know 2,000 in him. That's packing a punch right there. 
But that's hanging around a lot of dogs to let all them kind of fleas get in you too. He was so bad, they had to put him in the prison by the seashore. He couldn't even be incarcerated in town. Couldn't ha it couldn't happen. All right? But when Jesus came, Jesus cast the demon. He said, what's your name? He said, Legion. So you know this man. You know this man that's been with Jesus. He's a herd of swine. Because the demon said, don't send us to the abyss yet. We got to kill something. Jesus said, go. There's a herd of swine, about 2,000, ran violently down the hill into the water and drowned. After that moment, everybody that saw that man for the rest of his life, there was no question that man has been with Jesus. I want before I die, if they don't, nobody ever share a message I preach, if nobody ever gives me another pastor appreciation anything, if I don't ever never go on a trip, if I don't ever buy anything or go out to eat or do anything, if no new people ever come to church, if we don't ever preach to nine countries or a hundred countries, I want people to say when I die, that boy had been with Jesus because I could see it on him. Before we close this broadcast, I just want to ask you if you've ever allowed the Lord Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life. If you haven't, the Bible says in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And today... Jesus Christ is standing there knocking at your heart's door. And if you will repent and surrender your life to him, the Bible says he's faithful and he will move in. He will give you eternal life. Write your name down in the Lamb's book of life. And soon, and what I believe is very soon, we will all meet him in the air when he calls his bride home. I want to pray for you that you would continue your walk in the Lord and any of you that may have a need to let you know that God loves you and he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could hope or ask. Dear Father, I pray for, Lord, our friends that have been with us today, that you would touch them. God, that you would move in their lives, Lord. Those that need healing, we believe you are Jehovah Rapha. You're able to heal. You're Jehovah Jireh. You're the God that provides. And Lord, we know that you are a faithful, just, holy, and righteous God. And Lord, I just pray protection over everyone that's listening. And I pray that people would know that in the name of Jesus, Lord, we have all victory. So God, be with the people. And we give you praise and honor and glory in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church or to watch entire services, please visit us online at multitudeschurch.com. You can also find us on most social media platforms.